Well, good morning, church. It is so good to be with you, uh, those of you here in person, those of you who are joining us online, those of you who just woke up because you were up late last night and clicked this on. I'm so glad that you are with us and so thankful uh, for the opportunity just to share God's word with you, just to get to be here in a brand new year. Like Eric said, a new year is an exciting thing. It really is because there's there's newness, there's fresh starts, there's so much of this, and, and, and I'm excited to celebrate this with you. I'm also excited because I can say, well, at least two things today that I, I couldn't have said to you last night. First one is, welcome to 2023. And uh, for some of you, maybe that's some, some joy. Maybe 2022 was kind of rough, and we're happy to put that behind us. Or maybe 2022 was awesome, and you're saying, praise God, I'm coming in from a a place of strength to a new place of strength. We praise God for that. But the second thing I want to say to you I couldn't have said last night is, welcome to Anderson Hills Church, because that's our new name. So we're excited about that. If, if you're newer here, um, we used to be Anderson Hills United Methodist Church. That's our, that's our roots, and um, we, we disaffiliated from the United Methodist Church in this past year, and this is our first official day as Anderson Hills Church. And we just start off today uh, in, a, in a new place, in an exciting place. And we don't look back at the past or at the United Methodist Church with, with contempt. No, we, we bless them as we go. We're a bit like, maybe we're like the kid moving out of the house, right, you know? And we look back, this is the denomination that, that we've been a part of, and its ministries have blessed us, and, we've, and that's a good thing in many ways. But we are excited, though, for the future, and we're so excited for what God is doing and is going to do here at Anderson Hills Church. So... Uh, we'll, we'll be, of course, in our, in our new series, A Praying Church. We're going to be praying over this, this new start together that we have, and we're going to be celebrating that. It's not just kind of a one-day thing. Like, this is something that we, we live into. But on this New Year's Day, uh, what, what better day than to celebrate the new works that God is doing? Now, for many folks, uh, you make New Year's resolutions. Is anybody a resolution maker in here? Anybody? A few, actually less than I thought. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. So, uh, yeah, if you make resolutions, right, and maybe for some you're like, I'm done with resolutions, right, because I did that and I said these things and I didn't keep them, right? And the fact is for all of us, whether you make them or not, there's a level of uh, maybe, a, maybe a bit of tension with this because there's that newness and that excitement that things can and should be different and better. But there's also some, maybe some, times in the past we say yeah but it was new then and it wasn't really different or better and it was I set out to do something new then and it lasted for like I don't know two hours or two weeks or whatever it was and then it just kind of went away and so it's easy for us to you know maybe to, to fall into that resolutions get made around a whole lot of different things of course one of the most popular is around our physical health right because that's important, right? And it's something also, it was just Christmas and holidays, and we all are like, oh gosh, I probably should have ate a little less, probably should exercise a little more, right? So maybe, maybe when you think about your history of New Year's resolutions, maybe it looks, uh, I don't know, a little bit like this. Maybe you look back at 2020 with a certain goal. You're like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get my weight below 200, right? You know, and to answer your obvious question, yes, those are my feet on the screen. I, I know, right? I, 
That's, uh, I worked hard at that. Um, so maybe that was your resolution in 2020, right? And then, you know, 2020, well, it went a little different than expected, right? In 2021, you're like, you know what? I'm going to exercise daily until I get below 225, doggone it. It's a new year, and uh, there we are, right? And then, uh, well, you know, we got to 2022, right? Like, you know, maybe I just need to develop a realistic attitude about my weight, and I'm going to drive by a gym occasionally, you know? I think, I think I can handle that, right? That seems attainable for me. And so for 2023, this year, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Richard Simmons' videos while sitting on the couch and eating pizza late at night. Thank you very much. I want you to go. I want you to go. Go. Walk out the door. Don't turn around now. Maybe that's where you're at, right? By the way, children, that's how your grandmother used to stay fit. It was... It was Richard, right? Okay, it was Richard. So I'm sorry to have traumatized you by putting you through that experience. You could have gone your whole life without seeing him, and it's now my fault. I understand. But seriously, we look back, and every single one of us would say, there's been times, whether it was a new year or not, there's been times in my life I've set out to do something new, and I just haven't accomplished it. It just... Or, or maybe accomplished a little, but didn't really live up to what I wanted. And it's really easy to say, how's this year going to be any different? Like, why, why even bother? Why, okay, new year, new hype, ooh, who cares, right? You know, it would be easy to be in that position. But friend, I believe that there's hope. I believe that there's hope. The hope is not in me or my strength or you or your strength or Richard and whatever Richard does, right? No, the hope is in something so much bigger, so much more powerful than that. We have hope in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is God dwelling inside of us, empowering us to be who God calls us to be. And as we start off 2023, I don't know anything better that we could do than to come and to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. Here I am. Here's my life. Here's, here's your church. Here's, would you take me? Would you take us? Would you do things that only you can do, God? It, I, I don't want it to just be about my aspirations and ideas and hopes and failings and shortcomings. I want it to be about you. And so I'm going to trust in you. This morning's message is called a, a New Yoke for a New Year. And here's what we mean by this. It's straight from Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. Then Jesus said, and hear these words, I think they speak to every one of us. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, for I am humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give to you is light. I don't know about you, but that sounds real good to me. That sounds real good to me. So, so what's Jesus saying to us in this? Because for one, we have to understand a bit about the context. Remember, Jesus, he lived in a society that was very much a farming kind of society, okay? And where 
most people were familiar with the ongoing activity of, of raising crops. We, we, most of us don't know as much about this, uh, but Jesus, this was a very common uh, profession, very common work in his day. And so a lot of their economy revolved around farming and farming practices. And so for, uh, in, in Jesus' day, you didn't have, of course, big tractors and gigantic fields and combines and all this incredible equipment we have today. If you were a farmer, you had a much smaller tract of land and a much more difficult way of tilling it up. You would plow and you would use animals. Now, if you were, maybe if you were just getting started off, maybe you just have a donkey. So it's you, your donkey, a plow in this little field. And that's rough. That's not easy at all. Donkey's only so powerful, right? Then maybe you saved up some money and, and then you, you might be able to buy an ox, right? Or you might then be able someday to buy a, a team of oxen or even multiple ones. And, and then now you're, you're really starting to expand and really be starting to become big time in the farming world, right? And so for these oxen to be able to, to pull the plow, obviously they got to be hitched up. They got to be connected to it. And it's very important because if they're not connected properly, they're not going to be able to work effectively. If you don't have the, uh, and so that's what the yoke was for. The yoke was how we connect the, the ox to the plow, right? And you see there that top bar goes across their shoulders, right? And that goes kind of down in this area, right? And so this is what uh, connects them uh, to the plow. And it's really essential that this fit the animal well, Okay. Because if the yoke doesn't fit, it's, it's going to rub badly on the animal, right? Like you see, this is a great image right here, right? This, this way he's pulling, and you see how that fits right around him. Like it's, and so that's not going to just fit on any ox out there, right? You don't just go to Amazon and order a yoke, right? No, you've got to have one that exactly fits, that's been sized to that animal, that's been shaped appropriately. Because if not, you may have the wrong angle, right? And with the wrong angle, you're not going to get as much power. Or it may rub the animal badly, and the animal gets rubbed badly. They're not going to be able to do as well. They're going to get crabby. Things aren't going to go well. You don't want crabby ox, right? Like, I don't know a lot about farming, but I know you don't want that. So, so you've got to have this shaped properly. And so when Jesus says there, my yoke fits perfectly, that's what he's talking about. The, the King James, it says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Easy isn't really the best translation. It's not so much that it's always simple, that it's no effort whatsoever. No, it fits perfectly. What, what that guy's doing there is not necessarily easy, but if it fits him right, he's going to be able to do it effectively. Okay, so it fits perfectly. Some of you know about this kind of stuff because, uh, do we have any left-handed people today? Any, yeah, you guys, we got some lefties, right? Uh, 10 to 12% of the world statistically is uh, left-handed. Um, I read a stat that actually kind of made me sad. It said that 2,500 lefties die a year using products designed for righties. I felt better, however, when I went to Snopes and found out that is a myth, thank God. <laughs> But if you're left-handed, I bet you've experienced this, right? Where maybe in the classroom, they only had scissors for right-handed people, right? And so you get judged by the same standards, but the scissors don't fit you well, 
or maybe you've bought another t- some kind of tool or something uh, that didn't fit you well, or they always put you by the wrong person at dinner and you're bonking elbows, right? Yeah, you know, like it just didn't fit so well. And this is what Jesus is saying here. My yoke, my yoke fits perfectly. Now you remember Jesus, his job for probably the better part of 18 years before he started his public ministry was to be a carpenter. And one of the things that carpenters frequently did was to, was to make yokes and to size yokes to animals. So he knew all about this. He had probably done many, many, many of these in his life. He knew exactly how to size a yoke to an animal. And he knows how to size a yoke to you and me as well. That's the thing. Jesus is assuring us, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke fits perfectly, and the burden I give to you is light. Friends, many of us struggle in life because we wear the wrong yokes. We wear the wrong yokes. Instead of taking on Jesus' yoke, we take on all sorts of ones that were not meant for us. They don't fit us well. And when I say yoke, I'm talking about like a primary driving force in your life. I'm talking about that thing that connects you to your calling, okay? The purpose of you being here on earth. And for many of us, instead of taking on Jesus' yoke, what we've done is we've taken on yokes from other people or other circumstances or other situations. And we've defined ourselves by these things. We've been driven by these things. We've gotten so focused on these things that maybe we've even taken off Jesus' yoke, if you will, and said, I'll deal with that later. Or maybe we try to wear multiple yokes. That doesn't work too well. We try to do these things. That's why Jesus said no man can serve two masters, right? Instead of wearing his, we try to put on others. We are, and, and, well, how do you know? How do you know what your yoke is? Well, look at the way you spend your time. What drives that? Look at the way you spend your money. Look at the things you do for entertainment. These things... They're yokes for us. And, and we can talk ideals all we want, but if we actually look at the tangible, actionable stuff, what is driving me? Why is it I do the things that I do? That's, that's your yoke. Friends, God created all of us for a purpose. Your life is not a mistake. Your life is not just a statistical blip on the radar. You're created by Almighty God. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knew you before you were born. You're not accidental. Your life's a gift, and it matters so much. And God has a yoke for you that it fits just right. It fits just right. And it's, it's not burdensome. Not doesn't mean it's not that it's always easy. It's not burdensome because it fits you well. Maybe you're here today and you're, you're wearing the wrong yoke. Maybe you're with us online and you say, yeah, I, I know what that means. You can even name that yoke. Maybe 
it's tiring, it's frustrating when we do that. Maybe that's why Jesus starts off the passage by saying, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Maybe if you're tired, maybe if you're weary, maybe, just maybe, it's because you got the wrong yoke on. Because you got somebody else's yoke on. And, you know, I could, I could talk about these yokes. That was my plan, but I don't think that's what I need to do. I think instead I just need to pray about these yokes. So, so God, we got some yokes that aren't from you. We know what they are. Or maybe you're going to show us what they are. Come, Holy Spirit. We're sorry for the times where we take on things, we get driven by things that aren't of you. Lord, we just, we just want to know you. We just want to follow you. And sometimes, Lord, we get driven by by money we gotta have it but that pursuit gets more and more and more central in our lives and we start making compromises we shouldn't make because we gotta keep up with somebody that we shouldn't even be that concerned about forgive us Lord take it We want you to be the Lord, not stuff. Lord, for some of us, we're, we're driven by popularity. We're so concerned about the opinions of our friends, our coworkers, maybe some family members. We just want to be liked. And we can think back to lots of times in our lives where we weren't liked, and it's so painful. But somewhere along the line, we started making compromises. And maybe we're doing things that we never thought we would do. We're saying things that we never thought we would say thinking things we never thought we'd think. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for seeking the praises of man instead of the praises of you. For you're the one who really matters. Nobody else. Nobody else. Lord, for some of us, We've got yokes that maybe we don't even fully understand. For some of us, we're so tired because we're on this performance treadmill. We just want somebody to say they're proud of us. Maybe we never heard that growing up. And we're working really hard and sometimes when we look at you, God, we just, we see you as that unpleasable person in our lives. But that's not who you are. 
because we can't possibly earn your favor. That's a joke. We have your favor because we are adopted sons and daughters. Brought into the family, not by our own efforts, but by your grace, by your sacrifice, by your blood that you shed at the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Free us from that yoke of having to earn something with you when it's all given for free. For others, maybe it's addictions. We got hang-ups, we got habits, we got hurts. And we don't always deal with them well. And today maybe our lives are driven by the by the bottle or by the by the pill or something else. Lord, would you break us? Break us. Break these things inside of us that lead us down these paths. Would you break these chains? Maybe they've held us back for years or decades. You came to set the captives free. We proclaim that freedom this day. For the one who's at home watching this right now, who didn't even mean to be here today, you brought him here to give him freedom. I just speak that in Jesus' name. By the power of the Holy Spirit, bring that freedom that only you can bring. Lord, for some of us, our yokes have been defined by a lot of hurt in our lives. It was the divorce, it was the breakup, it was the job that fell apart. It was the business partner who stabbed us in the back. The parent who walked out on us. Maybe we don't even fully know how these yokes are hurting us. We just know they hurt. So just like you did when you walked this earth, would you make a perfect yoke for us and place it on us that we could seek to follow you and nothing else that you could be our Lord, our leader each and every day. And Lord, for all the yokes that I've missed here today, we give them to you. Whatever's not fitting us right now. We give it to you. For you are good. For you are Lord. Your mercy endures forever, God. Your mercies are new every morning. And every New Year's Day, too. You never leave us. You give us strength. Would you bind up the brokenhearted? Would you give strength to the weary? 
Would you bring healing to the hurting? Because that's what you do. Lord, we give you praise that, that no matter what, that you are always, always faithful. Lord, we love you, and we pray this in, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, there's something about Jesus' yoke that makes it extra special. Because you had, those days, you had yokes for, for one animal. And, and many of us, we kind of live our lives that way, like, you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps. And, and it's gotten us a ways in life, if we're honest. But Jesus' yoke, I strongly believe, it's not a single yoke. It's a, it's a double yoke. It's not, that, it's not that Jesus comes and he says, Eric, you know, here's the yoke we've got for you. You're, you're going to be a worship leader and you're going to be a, a dad and, and you're going to be a husband and you're going to be all of these things and I'm going to just put this on your shoulders. There you go, buddy. Have a great life. That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. That's what man may do, but it's not what Jesus does. You see, his yoke is, is different, right? He's got these things, but Jesus says, I'm here with you, and you're not alone. It's not going to be by your strength that you lead that church. It's not going to be by your power that you lead those when soon to be three very sweet children at home. <laughs> it's not going to be by your efforts that you do any of these things. Because we're wearing this thing together. We're wearing this thing together. And that's what Jesus does for you and for me. See, farmers in those days, if they had a younger ox, they would take this younger ox and they would yoke them together with an experienced, strong ox who knew what to do. And so they knew where they were going and, and they would lead this young ox along with them. The Bible talks about this in in the book of Hebrews, I think we have this here. I think it was that. There we go. It says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. He's the one. He's the one that makes it all possible. And so that's why we come to this table today. It's why we start off the new year right here. Because all of this, this, this new yoke business, is possible not so much because a calendar turned or a denominational change or any of the, the trivial things of the big picture. It's possible because of one thing. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So when Jesus met with his disciples, he, he took that bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. He's in the yoke with us, friends. The only reason we can be in the yoke with him is because his body was broken so that we could be made whole, body, mind, spirit we had this this sin problem right and when he went to the cross and he shed his blood he took my sins 
your sins on his body. So my price was paid at the cross. And that's why he could say that this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you. It's shed for the forgiveness of sins. It's an act of grace. It's not going to be by, by sacrifices here of animals. No, it's going to be by my sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. So God, thank you for these gifts of bread and wine. May they be for us the broken body, the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. God, would you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts and on us as we receive them. For Lord, we long to be strengthened by this meal that we can take on your yoke, that we can, by your power, set aside all those other yokes, that we can find freedom, that we can be one with each other, one as a church, one with you, and one in ministry to all the world. Because that's why you came. Thank you, God. Thank you for your gift. We receive it with joy today. We love you, Lord, and pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Would the servers please come forward? Here at, at Anderson Hills, <laughs> this table's still open. It's always been open, and it always will be, because it's never been our table. It's Jesus' table. And so if you're here and you say, Jesus, I, just, I want you, I want you. I want you to be my leader, my Lord, my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. This table's for you. We, we come and we come with open hands because it's a gift freely given. And so the servers will, will, will give you uh, the wafer in your hands as a reminder of that. If you prefer, we have gluten-free elements. We have um, also prepackaged right here. We're actually going to do the stations right here in the middle today. We're going to do it this way today. So we're going to switch it up. New Year, we'll change it up a little today. Uh, so what, and also what I'm going to do today is a little different. Um, I'm just going to invite you to stand. And um, as we sing and you feel led, come on forward. The ushers don't need to dismiss us today. As you feel led, just come on forward. We're going to do that throughout this song. So let's stand and worship the Lord together. Sorry, false start. One more thing. Um, I, I was feeling this morning that we should close the service by just inviting, maybe there's some folks here today who just are going to feel led uh, to pray over our church. And so when I come back up, if, if that's you, I'm going to have an extra mic, and I'm just going to invite you. And if that's you, I invite you to come forward and, and, and just pray. I know many of you are praying for our church every single day. And maybe if God leads you in this moment, uh, here in this new year and new season, I'm going to invite you to do just that. So cut, the table is set. Come and dine. Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive, unless the Lord does raise the house, in vain its builders strive to you who boast tomorrow's gain tell me what is your life oh me 
that vanishes at dawn, O oh, glory be to Christ. O oh, glory be to Christ our King. O oh, glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. Time, his kingdom come on earth as is above, who is himself our daily bread. Praise him, the Lord of love. Let living water satisfy the thirsty without price will take a cup as yet all oh, glory be to Christ oh glory be to Christ our King oh glory be to Christ his sing it again when on the day the great i am the faithful and the true the lamb who was for sinner slain is making all things new behold our god shall live with us and be our steadfast light, and we shall learn his people be. Oh, glory be to Christ. Let's all stand together. Oh, glory be to Christ our King. Oh, glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. Oh, glory be to Christ. Oh, glory be to Christ our King. Oh, glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. Oh, glory be to Christ. Just one more time. Oh, glory be to Christ our King. Oh, glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. Oh, glory. 
Is there anyone who feels led to come forward and just simply pray for our church? If so, come on up. church because God without um, their wisdom and knowledge that you give to them Lord God that this church will the body of believers will go no further than the leadership and we lift them up to you and we pray God that you would just anoint their home anoint them God let no weapon formed against them or their home prosper in Jesus name Father I just thank you God that your hand is strong and mighty God and you are able to come alongside them as their yoke that lead them and guide them and father we lift up the trustees of this church and the eldership of this church we lift up every staff member and i just pray god that you would just go mightily before them i thank you how you've led them through 2022 to make this transition and you made it so clear and god that you just led them um, into this new year you led them into the new way and path that you have for this body of believers, God. So, Father, we just pray that you would just continue to give them wisdom that's greater than the rubies, God. And that you would just move mightily. And thank you in Jesus' name. I prayed this over somebody recently and it just came back to my mind again. Father God, we come to you and we drive a stake in the ground. We drive a stake. And what that means is we claim the future. We claim this place for the Lord. And by that stake, it's a monument. It's, a, uh, it's just a memento to you, Lord, that says this day, this day, this Sunday, the first day of this year, which is pretty amazing that we've made this decision and Probably nobody even thought about the fact that it was going to be our first meeting was going to be the first day of 2023. But Father, we ask that that stake would be made golden, that it will ever be before us, that we remember. We remember the past, and we thank you for that foundation. But we move forward in newness, newness of wisdom, newness of guidance, newness of prosperity over this place. And Father, as Tammy prayed, and I pray it over this building and over the grounds and over the staff and everyone who makes this place happen, that they are covered in the blood of Christ, first of all, that there's a hedge of protection around about their homes, that the enemy cannot cross, that no weapon formed against them, us, anywhere from this point on, from this stake forward, cannot prosper, but only in Christ we prosper. Father, again, pour out your wisdom, your Holy Spirit. Welcome here every moment of every day and in our homes. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. And we seal that over this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be part of a praying church. We thank you for this opportunity to be part of a praying church. And we thank you for this opportunity to put our heads in a new yoke, to stand with John, 
and the leadership of this church and say, yes, I want to be part of a praying church. Lord, we thank you in advance for fresh wind blowing through this building. We thank you in advance for fresh wind blowing through this campus, through the Salem campus and the entire township of Anderson. We want people to look at this church and say, hey, there's something going on with this place. There's been a change. We want our heads to be in a new yoke. We want to be part of what Jesus says. We want to be part of a church that brings salvation. We want to be part of a church that brings healing. And we want to be part of a church that brings us deliverance. We want to be set free from all of those chains. And we want to live in power. And we want to live in joy. And we want to live under your protection in your yoke. All those that want to be part of a praying church, let's say amen together. Heavenly Father, I want this church to be full of audacity. Audacity to bring the name of Jesus to everyone that they see by our words, by our actions, as we go out of this church, as we seek those who need a yoke, who need the yoke of Jesus. Lord, let us look for those young oxen, for the children. Please, Lord, bring them here. Let us go out to them. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. 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 Let's give God praise. The only thing I can add is yes and amen. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord.